You're listening to curated podcasts from the Beyond Infinity radio show, presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. Well, John, there's been so much stuff about Facebook in the news lately. Their share price took a hit last year following bad publicity. Quite a significant $4 billion wiped off the share value. I think it's recovered since then. And there's still a lot of people who use Facebook. But certainly uh, there is increased focus on the sort of misuse of Facebook, whether it's through viral stuff finding its way onto user groups uh, who who use Facebook, uh, whether it's manipulating elections, referendums, all this sort of stuff. There's been a report released. It was actually took about two years or so to make this report and to compile all the information to do the research and so on. But it's available on parliament.uk and it's called Disinformation and Fake News, the final report. And this has been published in the UK. It's available on the on the net for anyone to look at. It's a very long, lengthy piece of research or report that's been made but it has various key recommendations and I thought I'd just go through some of them today because it is it it is interesting Uh, one of the things that they say very clearly and this is from Damien Collins MP who is the chair of the DCMS committee he said quote democracy is at risk from the malicious and relentless targeting of citizens with disinformation and personalized dark adverts from unidentifiable sources delivered through the major social media platforms we use every day much of this is directed from agencies working in foreign countries including russia the big tech companies are failing in the duty of care they owe to their users to act against harmful content and to respect their data privacy rights it's a pretty scathing report. It's actually, it, it does single out Facebook. It doesn't just talk about Facebook. It talks about other social media platforms as well, but it does single out Facebook. Well, they've got the biggest reach. They've got their biggest audience, yeah. the biggest reach. Yep. It's, it makes sense to go direct to them. And they're the ones that have been involved in these scandals, whether it was the Cambridge Analytica scandal mm. where you know Facebook data was being harvested, privacy um, agreements or uh, assumptions that users have made about their mm-hmm. data that's on Facebook have been clearly breached. Mm-hmm. And it's alleged with you know with consent or with knowledge of of um, executives at Facebook. Mm-hmm. So they've they've really taken the view that it's just about how do we monetize things? How do we make money out of out of the data that we've got? Yeah. About the personal information, the lives, the interests, the travel, the habits, the structures of families, the work environments, all of the information that's the commercial entities that use Facebook for advertising or for selling products or for highlighting their companies mm. or communicating with with their clientele. All of this stuff is really up for grabs. That's the impression that that I got from reading this uh, this report, disinformation and fake news. The final report from the UK Parliament. There was a kind of flagrant disregard for individuals' rights mm-hmm. or privacy, mm-hmm. even if they've had the maximum strength settings on on their privacy settings mm-hmm. on on using the the Facebook app, for example. Uh, Facebook has basically flouted all that just with with yeah. um, how to make money that with with very little or no regard to to due process to legal considerations in different uh, jurisdictions around the world and obviously in this case the report from the UK Parliament is focusing on Facebook's activities within Britain. Mm. But you could say that it's it's equally across the globe in terms of the disinformation that's spread. There is nowhere that is safe, uh, even you know within Facebook or around the world, from the disinformation that is spread, the echo chambers, uh, the the confirmation bias that occurs, uh, and whether that's through uh, innocent un- uh, misunderstanding or whether it's through malicious intent, uh, there is so much 
bad data, bad information that is being spread, which is very difficult to combat. The inquiry did bring in other countries as well. There were representatives from eight countries who were invited to join the DCMS committee to create an international grand committee, the first of its kind since 1933, to create a united global front in tackling the spread of disinformation. That grand committee's inaugural session was held in November 2018. But as I said, this thing's been going on for a while. They've been, they've been looking at Facebook and other social uh, platforms for at least a couple of years. I think it's about two and a half years since this was sort of started. Um, and they're suggesting that, uh, that elections and um, referenda that have been held in the UK may have been affected going right back to 2014 or even earlier mm-hmm. and one of the examples that's given is there was a, a devolution you know whether Scotland should or should stay part of the United Kingdom mm-hmm. there was a big campaign on both sides and it narrowly was um, you know it was voted on uh, by referendum in Scotland they narrowly voted in favour of remaining mm-hmm. part of the United Kingdom now so that even that referendum is believed to have been uh, you know there were efforts made by you know possibly by, by, yeah. by, by bad actors by uh, state-sponsored mm-hmm. bad actors uh, from A- outside a- of the UK absolutely yeah. to deliberately play around with that result it seems to be the the objectives seem to be to, to sow dissent to divide mm-hmm. to cause you know social unrest to sort of erode the the strength of institutions and mm-hmm. systems and democracy, mm-hmm. which which we've kind of grown to in the West anyway, we've grown to rely on and to to assume are, are reliable mm-hmm. and, and and honest and mm-hmm. open and the results acceptable and legitimate. Um, but when you start to when you when you kind of manipulate things through social media, Brexit's another one, then it does call into question the the validity of some of these results, mm. especially when they're very close. And Brexit was pretty close. I think it was fifty two to forty eight. Uh, in favour of Brexit, and that means that Britain's going to pull out of the EU. And, and I think Scotland is not was not in favour of actually pulling out of the EU. And this was a this is now uh, that whole you know whether Scotland should remain part of the UK. That's actually come up again yeah, because should, of the decide. maybe we should leave so we can become we can stay stay in the, stay in the EU. Yeah. yeah. So it has lots of ramifications on a political level, and it does disturb voters and populations when they feel they can't rely when they're told oh oh look we think that this this there may have been some external influence mm-hmm. um you know um some targeted advertising to manipulate people that you mentioned off air that that reconfirming prejudice through that echo through an echo chamber yep. which is the way that cambridge analytica and some of these other mm-hmm. data mining companies operated very effectively in targeting um, you know, tailored ads to different people in the US election as well. I think there were 50,000 varieties of ads that were sent to different people through Facebook. I guess I guess one of the big questions is, would this still occur without social media? Is it still something that can happen or does happen or did happen in, in past? You mm. know, was it, uh, it just in smaller groups, for example? I mean, there might have been, you know, 50 years ago, there was probably committees that would go and meet at a town hall yes. and they'd be shouting at, um, you know, each other and and maybe they would agree on something and it doesn't the facts may have been their own facts and they may have been correct at the time but they may have been proven wrong or they might have been just completely wrong uh, and there could have been many of those committees then go around to different locations so i, I guess what i'm what i'm sort of getting at is that it probably has occurred through, you know through you know any civilized society yeah. where there's uh, dissent or there's misinformation mm. 
but I guess social media itself is uh, amplifying that. It's, it's the scale and, of it. It's I the think. scale, and it's yeah. able to uh, transverse very quickly and easily and, and target. And I guess particularly target people who can be influenced as well. Yeah, absolutely. And look, it's a separate story which we're going to we're going to be covering on this program. But um, that terrible massacre in Christchurch involving a, a extreme right wing terrorist uh, and the and the mass shooting that took place there. Uh, you know, one of the things that's sort of come out of that, and it's, it's all going to be looked at. There's a there's a there's actually, royal commission, there's going to be a royal yeah. commission over in New Zealand about this, and, and I know Australia Australian authorities are looking closely at uh, how thorough they are in in investigating right wing extremists. The focus has been on ISIS, it's been on Muslim extremism, mm-hmm. but it it's perhaps has neglected the other side of the coin, which yeah. is the right wing extremists. Now, one of the examples is that is that you know these small groups would get together. And in the past, before social media, uh, but they, they didn't have the ability to sort of aggregate lots of people from all around the world, mm-hmm. and, and they relied on sort of word of mouth. So the meetings and the people who could sort of get together were very small groups. Mm. Now they can, you know, Charlottesville in America in, yeah. in uh, 2017, which was kind of a neo-Nazi white supremacist rally, where a, um, a protest, a person who was against what they were standing for, a woman was, was mowed down, uh, was run over, I think, deliberately. Yes. Yeah. A shocking incident. I guess that the, the suggestion is that these these kind of groups can only get together, get oxygen, get organised, share their ideology through the internet because of um, the the scale that that um, platforms like Facebook and uh, and other YouTube and so on provide. So that's the difference between fifty years ago and of now. Of course, yeah. But, but also, just sort of looking at that, there are some people that uh, that honestly, truly believe that what they are doing is right, uh, and and that's on both sides. If we want to look at that that argument, and then somewhere in the mix, there are the trolls that just want to create the trouble that uh, don't necessarily believe in what they're saying but they're happy to just uh, you know add comments or, or or publish misinformation to divert attention or to, to create havoc within these communities as well so it, it does call into question are the networks that we are actively participating in uh, when we talk about free speech and openness is, is that appropriate for this day and age or does there need to be some kind of oversight not just a community involved oversight because once you're in your echo chamber and you're all agreeing on the you know the one thing um, should there not be some kind of external influence that says look you can't say this uh, or you can say this or is that moving too much towards a like a, a China influence system where things get taken offline and and you're shut shut out from and the even and even whether it's I mean you're talking about legal oversight and this is absolutely the, the what the parliamentary report from the UK has come out and said that there must be legal oversight that mm-hmm. these company tech companies need to be regulated there need to be stiff penalties based on turnover so fines imposed based on the turnover of the company because the only way a fine is going to mean anything to these organisations if it's sort of commensurate with the kind of profits they're making sure. each year so they're talking about massive fines I think there are fines that have been contemplated in uh, the US against Facebook as well mm. for for uh, breaching you know breaching privacy rules or breaching acceptable standards but then I guess one of the problems with that is that if if these the tech companies themselves are either reluctant or find it difficult to to uh, to regulate their you know their platform to control what's the, the material that's posted then what's to, what's to say that any kind of government oversight or committee or, or law enforcement that's tasked with doing the same thing whether 
whether they can do a better job of as, as well. So and, and it also causes a problem when uh, you've got people that don't like a particular so- social network can organise groups because then go and attack those sites. So mm. they can you know go and sit on these sites. So for example, if there was a brand new social network was created and it was seen as competition to Facebook, why wouldn't Facebook then just go and secretly get uh, you know hundreds or thousands of people to go and have their hate speech on there, cause the fines to occur or that oversight on that you know third party company which mm. they've got nothing to do with other than trying to quieten them what's to stop them from setting all of this up and and I, this is all the, the darkness of the of the web that can sort of bubble to the surface when we try to do these kind of things because they say well no we want openness free speech we want to be allowed to say and do anything we want uh, without any consequence well we're coming to a time where that that no longer is okay The parliamentary report in the UK says that there are clear legal liabilities to be established for tech companies to act against harmful or illegal content on their sites, and the report calls for a compulsory code of ethics defining what constitutes harmful content. An independent regulator should be responsible for monitoring tech companies backed by statutory powers to launch legal action against companies in breach of the code. Companies failing obligations on harmful or illegal content would face hefty fines, Social media companies cannot hide behind the claim of merely being a platform and maintain they have no responsibilities themselves for regulating the content on their sites. They are quite scathing in this UK parliamentary report of Facebook. Just a little bit on this, they even suggested that between 2011 and 2015, they found evidence to indicate the company was willing to override its users' privacy settings in order to transfer data to some app developers, to charge high prices in advertising to some developers for the exchange of data, and starve some developers, such as the example I gave is a company, a company called 643, of that data, contributing to them losing their business. MPs conclude it is evident that Facebook intentionally and knowingly violated both data privacy and anti-competition laws. I mean, we're really talking about corruption. Mm, We're talking about systemic, embedded culture of corruption within Facebook. That's what's being alleged in this report. They also uh, single out the leave.eu. We've mentioned that the, uh, the Brexit campaign. They've said that data has been and is still being used extensively by private companies to target people, often in political context, in order to influence their decisions. So, you know, it's a, it's a pretty heavy report. The Electoral Commission should be given the right to take legal action to compel organisations that they don't regulate, such as social media companies, to provide information, should have the power to increase the size of fines to reflect a company's turnover. We mentioned that. I think if there's some kind of compliance division where it's basically reviewed the decisions made to either ban a particular user or shut down a group or shut down a, you know, a page, for example, then that can be reviewed. Rather than just a blanket shut down the social network, it is about how are you policing this and are you policing this well enough to be acceptable they go on to be really quite quite scathing of facebook they say quote we consider facebook's response to questions that the committee had asked generally to be disingenuous and is another example of facebook's bad faith they found that the people who were sent by facebook to answer questions were either ill-informed by facebook or just just generally evasive in the answers they got they weren't impressed Um, they even went on to say that that they were deliberately misled the committee or they were deliberately not briefed uh, by Facebook. 
They believe that the government should launch an independent investigation into past elections, including the UK 2017 general election, the UK 2016 referendum and the Scottish referendum of 2014 with regard to foreign influence, disinformation, funding, voter manipulation and the sharing of data to enable uh, appropriate changes to the law to be made. So the law needs to be beefed up, according to this committee, and uh, a far more active and aggressive stance taken against social media. Agreed. You're listening to Beyond Infinity. Infinity.